I've often thought um, this is a genuine invention. I've often, often wondered why celebrities, not unlike the two of you, don't wear permanent um, hair pieces so you never have to worry about it being out of place. <laughs> I think some do, right? Yeah, it's smart. I would, like I, Nicki I would Minaj definitely... would wear constantly wearing a, w- a wig or a weave, right? Mm. So why don't white guys do it more often? Anyway, it's mm. food for thought. Because well, so guess... <laughs> that's not food for thought. It is. That's not food for th- no, um, I, because you've I, got your hair. Feel... You'd have to shave yourself bald to make the wig go on top. I just yeah, like okay. to, I'd like to thank JT for for feeding my mind with um, <laughs> giving it some nutrients with that food for thought. <laughs> we should probably start the podcast. Welcome to the Advanced Analytics NBA podcast. My name is Guy Williams. I'm joined from Los Angeles, live from the Staples Center, where he's just seen Los Angeles Clippers versus Golden State Warriors, the biggest game of the day. It's Paul Williams. Yes, I should clarify. I'm not. I'm still. I'm not at the Staples Center anymore. I'm just. Where are, where are you now? I'm at a house that kind of looks out towards Glendale. Yeah, I'd call um, that Staples Center. And live. No, it's, it's okay, no one gives a shit. Live from Mount Albert, Auckland. It's the wonderful JT. Hollywood JT. Everyone's calling me LA Muirhead. No one's calling you that. Everyone's been saying that recently. I've never heard one person say that. It's time for advanced analytics. How do we start? Like, what do people want to talk about first? Welcome to Sorry, the could pod. You, could you hear the theme song just then, or were you dancing to nothing? I was just... <laughs> yeah, that's what I was I wondering. Was just, I was just enjoying the music, all right? I, I could not hear the theme song, but I know how it goes, because I've listened to our podcast before. I'm a big fan. Hey, speaking of our podcast, um, there's something that the fans are desperate to know. Sorry, Guy, we'll, we'll get into the regular <laughs> events, but there is something that the fans are desperate to know. And I don't know if we've discussed it on air, but a couple of weeks ago, there was some sort of phantom song in an episode and i've been accused by multiple people of inserting it but paul would you like to come clean about what the phantom song was and do you know what i'm uh, talking about yeah it was, it was a sting it was there i i cut a bit out of the podcast and the transition wasn't going well so i just chucked in a sting nothing no, weird you, you about should, it. like a minute worth of music i'd say it was uh it was a friend a friend aaron singing the song uh being alive, Stephen Sondheim, who actually just passed away uh, yesterday or two days ago, maybe. Yeah. Well, did we talk about that in the podcast? Paul, it's quite an unusual thing to use in the podcast. Yeah, but the people people liked it. I've had okay. nothing but good feedback it. about it. Yeah. Well, this podcast is catching people off guard. Wait, um, I heard I heard there was a poem in the last one. Did that yeah. go? Did that make the cut? Yeah, the po- the poem was in there, and I must say I was, I was so keen on the poem because I think J- JT is like the intellectual of the pod, and I thought he was going to add like a beautiful poem because he's quite smart. But instead, it was like some shitty ironic hipster humor. Of uh, some, no, like, it wasn't ironic. It was genuine. It I was, went through that iCloud iMessage. I loved it. It was like a. It, it sounded to me like a like a, a year twelve student, a high school student, doing a poem they wrote about. Um, iPhones is that was that what it was JT it was just well I think it was not just exclusive to iPhones it was more just like well imagine what it's like growing up in this bloody connected world but no, yeah, no mm, <laughs> that is amazing JT as much as that is that's amazing no I'm just saying I'm, di- I'm dishing out a whole trough worth of food for mm, thought right now is, you, you're like a, you tell the piggies at the trough this is a buffet and uh yeah it's all you can eat <laughs> no but JT like the po- it wasn't bad enough to be like obviously hilarious, but it wasn't good enough to not feel like you were taking the piss. Like, what were you going for there? Did nah, make any so, sense? So what happened was, so social media is evil, but 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 TikTok is has made me a. I have like an, I'm not ironic anymore. I'm totally sincere. I just like love wholesome content on the internet. Most of a TikTok I just watch are like um, people dancing completely sincerely, not trying to do it for laughs, just having a great time. And that poem, I thought, hey, look, that's a genuinely great poem. A young person reaching out. It was it was not genuinely great, and I don't believe you think that. And look at that cheeky grin on your cheeky fucking face. If you, <laughs> We need to raise the bar here, and um, I'm going to start doing it now with a bit of Basel analytics. It's time 
for the Week in Review. Big stories of the um, week. What's grabbing people's attention? Do you guys remember last season when um, Anthony Edwards threw down what can only be described as the most sickening in-game dunk of all time <laughs> where he caught it, dribbled in, and um, Yuta Watanabe ran over, tried to block it, and just got absolutely <laughs> murdered. Yeah. And it was, like, sickening. Like, he, like... He like smashed him to the ground and kind of like landed standing on top of him kind of thing. But then did you see the other day, almost an identical play. It wasn't Anthony Edwards, but it was Yusuf Watanabe. And he went over and he he blocked him this time. It wasn't Anthony Edwards, but it was like identical play. Wow, he got okay. the block. But, and um, he said afterwards, he said, that's why, that's why I'll always jump. Sure, I might um, – create the greatest in-game he didn't say exactly that but he was like you knew we knew what he was talking about um no um, but but uh but paul that you caught me off guard there because i thought you were talking about anthony uh edwards dunk this 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 week which mm. i'd say probably already dunk of the year candidate jumping he got a charge for it but um it, the guy what didn't seem that stationary like it seemed like a pretty impressive dunk charging over yeah. a guy who's standing outside the circle cocked it right back like that guy's thrilling to watch anthony edwards is so cool man and he's really won me over like when he got drafted i was like red flags galore you guys both hated Um, him no i loved i've always loved him because i think he i think he's real handsome okay he is he he is really handsome he's got like such a good chiseled face he's got a big old fat head and he's not that handsome jt (laughs) Whoa. And, what he has such a weird and, thing about Anthony Edwards. No, I think he's handsome, saying that. I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want people hearing about fake handsome people. Guy, you know we're not talking about Anthony Anderson, right? You, this is not a hang time scenario. <laughs> who who do you attack? Who do you go, JT? You go like this guy looks disgusting. I don't want to attack his body, but he's got a disgusting looking body. Um, <laughs> that's what you did last yeah, week. So mean. this is my moment here. Um, can I just say that what? Paul's just fresh off the Staples Center mm. watching Steph Curry, who I would say is like at the moment the runaway MVP of the league, which is big because he's has he the fact is he he's never won a regular season MVP. He's no, no, he's year. he's won regular. Oh, never won People finals. MVP. He's never won finals. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, still, still, Steph Curry's the big story. Paul, you just got to witness him live. You also executed your NBA scam. You're killing oh, don't it. Don't talk about that. No, oh, don't talk about that. Um, Tell us what was going on. I, I actually wrote notes to report back. Oh, um, this is Paul. This is the first time you've ever done prep for the podcast. I'm so excited. Yeah, well, I was, it was pretty exciting going to a game today. It had been my first game in a, in a few, a few couple of years, and um, honestly, because that two years ago when I was going to quite a few games, I was going to Brooklyn Nets games that were meaningless basically, and I was constantly going to the cheapest game, so it was constantly like. The Brooklyn Nets without um, Kyrie or um, Kevin Durant um, playing, uh, you know, like the Hornets who were pretty bad at the time, that kind of thing. I swear I saw the Pelicans play like every second week. But this game, right from the start, (laughs) I was like, wow, it's refreshing to see like a game that kind of has like they, they were really fired up. Like right from the start, I was like, man, it's rough. And, um, you know, Draymond and, and Paul George were like yelling at each other, like, um, Paul George thought he got fouled and Draymond was like t- telling him he didn't get fouled and stuff. It was really cool. Um, but uh, these are the notes I wrote. Can I, just say this, can I just say this? Because like, um, it's an interesting thing about basketball because people always say the players don't care. And I think professional athletes now, whether you watch the All Blacks or the NBA stars or whatever, or a Olympic gymnast, they are trained to be level because once your emotions get the better of you, you're, ch- you're not going to perform very well. So they, they, they seem outwardly level, but mm. you don't realize the passion. Like me just playing in a Nelson men's run every week, people are yelling at each other and elbowing each other and pushing each other over. There's no one in the stands. There's no stakes. No one cares. There's not even uniforms. And it's like playing in front of 18,000 people, if you see it live and you're close enough to the court to hear it, it is amazing how intense an average NBA game, how quickly and how powerfully they move. And yeah, how rough it is. In the paint, oh, players man. get mauled, and the way they push the, Steph Curry when he runs off screens and stuff is crazy. The way they hedge is awesome. The wa- the Warriors, particularly, man, they were going fast. Like anytime they got a steal, and they throw it ahead to like Otto Porter Jr., who's famously one of my f- favorite players ever. 
but you know, I consider him like so banged up and he's quite like old now for an NBA player. And he was like lightning quick. It was crazy. But Paul, where, were the... you, where were you seated just before the notes I want to visualize? Um, I was by the Warriors tunnel, kind of just diagonally behind their bench and up a little bit. But um, nice Very good seats. Yeah, very good seats. Very good seats. Very good. Oh, it was seat. I was alone. But um, okay. I wrote, first note I wrote was Warriors home game because it was crazy. It, it was probably 50-50, but the Warriors fans were much louder and um yeah um, Which can, I, can, can i say i know the warriors have been good now for like five or six years but i still kind of find it annoying because i remember when the warriors were you know jason richardson and the we before the we believe warriors it's like i've just i've never met a warriors fan and i guess i guess there's a lot of people and expats from san francisco but i just find that a bit weird just how many people are warriors fans now anyway sorry for being a dick Continue. well it like I remember debating that Steph Curry should have been Space Jam Two lead character, and you got to have personality. Like... <sighs> wow, and Le- and LeBron does more personality than Steph. I mean, no, at- you should have. You honestly, when I was there, I was like, man, he a hundred percent should have. Firstly, it was like Beatlemania. Like after the game, half the stadium stays there just chanting MVP for him. And so many signs saying, please, Steph, we've flown 30 hours to see you play. Can I get a photo? It was like, I've never seen anything. I obviously haven't been to a LeBron James um, Cavaliers, you know, in his peak um, Cavaliers, uh, but I, I doubt it was like this. But I've been to the LeBron Lakers and it was exactly like that. It was like half the crowd in Lakers jersey and but that's, LeBron that's, jerseys. I, I and that was at Dallas. I intentionally didn't say Lakers because I feel like the Lakers... Um, it's it's not really a fair thing because the Lakers are the Lakers. Like, you know, Kobe would have had fans like that. I heard, um, yeah, but Kobe, Kobe also is like the most loved player of ever. Like, it almost feels like, um, weirdly, because I just, just but that's just that. that that's only like the last year of spin. Yeah, you. Uh, who knows? Okay, yeah, I not, let's okay. Let's go into another Hear argument about how much people love. Can I just can, can I just when say Co- this, when Kobe when Kobe was in his prime. And went and played in San Francisco. I just yeah. don't think. No, they, they definitely MVP this. chanted him. He invented getting the MVP chant. Like he was like the pioneer no, of that. Yeah, I disagree. No, wait, wait, wait. Um, you just, we just no. Kobe literally the MVP chant. No, 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 chance no, 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 no. I'm not arguing even with that. Even when he that. wasn't the MVP, was literally like invented for him. I feel. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm not arguing with that. But at one stage, um, a here's an interesting Clippers detail. Fan. I'm going to throw this out there. Um, LeBron James on the Lakers home broadcast gets called King. Like how crazy is that? It's like wrestling was like 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 commentators. I know they're homers and stuff, but it's just so weird to refer to a player like they're like to the wing to King. You know, like this is is that not weird anyway? Sorry, Paul, continue. Um, it's maybe to differentiate. I always find it awkward watching um James Harden games when the commentators for some reason decide to call James Harden constantly by his first name. They're always like to James, and it's like. Guys, this is a very famous player whose surname is James. You can't do this. But um, at one stage, a Clippers fan tried starting an MVP chant for Paul George quite early in the game. I reckon eight people joined in. And it was really awkward. But um, okay, so second note, Otto had some cool robot tech on his back. I thought JT would be into that. It was like lighting up and stuff while he was on the bench. Um, don't know what that was, but pretty cool. Wait, wait, wait! Like um, an injury, like injury piece of like robotic apparatus. Yeah, it was like a thing wrapped around, and it had red flashing lights alternating on, like down the down his back. It's always um, a red flag though when people put like make some sort of health tech, but they decide to put mm. neons on it. Like it, that's a real red flag that what you're buying is a piece of shit. Strongly yeah. disagree. <laughs> okay, let us know, JT. Tell it, tell it. Let me know. Hey, I actually want to jump. Just sorry, one other stray thought. Now I've got a gap. If I was a superstar and I saw a sign like I've flown, um, I've often thought this because I was going to do it when I was there, like hold up a sign. But then I was like, oh, I'm a 35 year old man. But anyway, um, if I'd had a sign that was like, hey, I've flown all the way from New Zealand to see you know Luca or whatever, uh, and I was Luca, I'd be like, hey, that's really cool. But I just want to like, I'm going to send a team out to audit it first. Like send a or someone that works for him to go over there, be like, "Hey, can you just verify that you have done this travel?" <laughs> because yeah. otherwise, what's stopping people from abusing it? Yeah, mm. and people do all the time. Um, famously, when me and Paul went to see the LA Lakers back in the Shaq and Kobe days, um, my dad tried to get us into the Staples Center entrance by saying, um, "We've come all the way from New Zealand to meet Kobe Bryant. 
which is definitely not true, would come all the way from New Zealand to go on a family holiday and go to Disneyland and um, go to a work convention, not to um, see Kobe Bryant. Neither of us were fans of Kobe Bryant, but I was uh, uh, my dad. I was like, that is a clever, clever ploy. Did it work? Uh, no, we did, did not get no let into the VIP work. entrance to, to see Kobe Bryant or through the players' um, drive-in entrance as well. You can't enter that by a foot anyway, so we got like they're almost going to pull their guns on us, to be honest. But yeah, Paul. Okay, next note. I've never seen anyone jump higher than I saw Andrew Wiggins jump in the second quarter just to get a rebound. Yeah, that, like that video's going up. viral. Um, oh, so it's, wait, it's, actually? Well, yeah, it, it was well, not, not viral, but I mean, it was it's, it was high up on the front page of Reddit. Yeah, no, that's um, funny because the crowd audibly gasped and I was like, man, it's crazy in person how that looks, but I didn't realize that was actually like a notable... The commentator gasped too, and I think I've looked at the footage slow motion and I think what happens is he jumps... Zubach jumps and then Wiggins uses his arm on Zubach's mm. shoulder to boost himself higher. A- and it AFL is a very styles. impressive clip. AFL styles. Genius. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. Um, okay, Draymond and Steph oh, both went back to the locker room early and I felt like Steph maybe went to the bathroom because he came back and he was like um, tucking his shirt in. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Ones um, or twos. Got an E. Uh, based on time, um, like it was a while, so you do the math, <laughs> and the math is one plus one. <laughs> um, okay. Um, uh, oh, Sean Livingston and Zaza uh, were there in suits. I don't know what they were doing, but they weren't sitting with the team. They like, anyway. Um, Are they both players that played for, or at least Sean Livingston played for both clubs? So that's kind of interesting. Mm, very good point. Um, and, oh, and Brianna Stewart, WNBA star, was there. And she was in a um, moon boot and they filmed her on the screen as part of the celebrity role or whatever. And then afterwards, she just limped past me slowly. No one else around. So I um, got a little selfie with her. She was very that's nice. Very, that's wow. very impressive. You recognize Brianna Stewart. And did you say Brianna or did you, I, have to, you, you knew she was famous, took a photo and then Googled afterwards? No, I, I had weirdly um, not gone down a rabbit hole, but I remember like in the Olympics, just like going on her Instagram and being like, she's got a really interesting, distinctive face. Okay. um, (laughs) She does. Yeah, she does. um, And she was, she she actually was not nearly as tall as I thought she was when she was taller than me, but wasn't crazy. Uh, Yeah, but Um, for a woman, like being my height, for for me, I'd be the shortest player on the court in an NBA game. But for a man, I'm very tall, but for a woman, I'd be a a WNBA Mm. like forward center, you know, like they're, they're a lot shorter. I think I'd recognize a few WNBA players. Name three mm. WNBA players. I'll talk okay, to Diana Turisu. She's got. She's got to be one of the most distinctive look, looking people. Mm. Tarossi, yeah. Tarossi, yeah. Um, Brianna Stewart. So that's my second one. I'll name. Uh, I would put uh, Sue Bird. Obviously, she's super famous. That's good. She's crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have to keep going? Uh, I want to hear two more because you did say the one that Paul just mentioned. Okay. Oh, Candace Parker. Do I have to do? She's Candace Parker still playing? She's just that come was back great. I think tournament. she's the defending finals MVP. I think. Yep. Um, she left to uh, have a baby and came back, which is she did. Sport she, is so interesting like that. She left the uh, Los Angeles Sparks to come back to the Chicago Sky. Actually, so I don't think you want to try and test me on my WNBA. I don't no, think you want to test me at all. This is such good. Like women's sports chat, guys. Why JK JT's doing like when, Usain Bolt when, style celebrations? I um I'll never forget uh doing a tour of the MSG, a big tour group. And I was kind of just like at the back leaning against a pillar all cool and, and he asked what the um woman's team was. And I'm not one to yell out, but um no one knew. I was shocked. And so then from the back of the class, like a bad boy, I was like New York Liberty. And I'm really I tell everyone really respected me. Yeah, I, I, I spend too much time on um, the website Reddit um, and don't, do worry, it's turning me into an incel. But one of the things that really disturbs me about Reddit NBA, which is generally pretty good, is that how hard, and it's normally in the offseason, there'll be a few WNBA highlights or a WNBA story where they're fighting for um, pay parity or better, a better deal for the athletes. And the men just pile in on women's sports. And it happens here in New Zealand as well. Just for some reason, men on the internet... I guess they're just threatened by women in general. Exactly. They're just, just losers. WNBA is cool. Women's football is cool. Women's rugby is cool. Like these, uh, women's football, I often see clips, and I, I, I could honestly tell you not. 
I do not believe there's any quality difference. Um, I'm no expert. Um, I, I do, I do think you can. I, I mean, that's a pretty big claim. Like, I, I, I do think like you can notice the speed and the size of male athletes. I, I just mean as a TV product, in right? Basketball. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter if they're all relatively slower. It doesn't. Yeah, the touch is just as good. Absolutely, absolutely. There's, yeah, there's, there's amazing skill. Yeah, but my point was going to be is that yeah, it's just weird how men, the sport is like this bastion of being a man, and when that gets challenged by women playing too or something like that like i don't know why we're so fragile and so insecure it's like don't worry there's not going to be a there's not going to be a woman's basketball player in our lifetime who's better than steph curry or lebron james like, i don't know why what you're worried is going to happen if women's basketball becomes successful or why you need to hate on it so much i just don't understand why people are so yeah yeah Pathetic, really. Hey, yeah. just um, just to reassure you as well, if you're worried about that you're turning into an incel, there's one really easy test to whether that's true or not. I'm not going to describe what it is, but I'll give you a clue. It's in the name. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. You're involuntarily <laughs> celebrant, which is such a funny name celebrant. as well. Eh? Involuntarily <laughs> celebrant. celebrant. Yeah. It's, what what incels mean is you start doing weddings. You've got no choice. You start. Doing... <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy as well because like you had to get that qualification. So like someone's really forced you to um That's like Jerry Dick Judy. Paul, I'm really impressed by your observations about um seeing um Zaza Pachulia and Brianna Stewart. But um wait, wait, I love the more. detail that they're in a suit. That's my favorite detail. That <laughs> just the detail that they're both in a suit. I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, they they kind of walked around together like they were like it was like a buddy cop situation. <laughs> but um my last two notes was that Curry looks jacked, but not as jacked as um Bledso, who looks who looks like four foot nine and the muscliest guy I've ever seen. But then, um, oh, and the last note was just Should I just note that um, JT is currently taking a phone call and full credit to him, you know, full credit to him. Last note is that um, the DJ, like when, would, when the Warriors got text, which they got three, would play um, the music from Squid Game for some reason. Thought that was weird. What did you think of Steph Curry? Yeah, that is if and annoying, like jumping on that meme. JT, you're hey, so after I'll just, being on I'll a phone be... call. Are you okay? Yeah, I'll be back in two minutes. I just gotta go grab something. A little well, we'll two. Do, do you want us to pause, or should we just keep pod, potting? I reckon Paul just keep going through his notes. If I know I Paul, mean, the, I think the there's pages to go. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, JT, you run. Paul, yeah, can I'll I just? I'll, I'll talk about it a little mm. bit. Um, uh, what did you think of Steph Curry? He got teed up in a pretty, a pretty kind of bullshit mm. tech. And then, um, so when he hit his third three in a row, um, he did the tech celebration oh. at the ref, which to be fair is probably a oh, technical offense I itself. I didn't see. Well, when he got his tech, okay, because there'd already been two techs, I think, at that point. Like Steve Kerr got one, or the, like, the bench got one, um, Draymond got one. And then he kind of got knocked, well, he, he felt he got knocked to the ground and he stood up and he kind of ran towards the ref. And I was like, he's gone. Like he's going to get ejected. Yeah. Like it looks kind of worse in person, I guess, but he got a tech and then, um, I didn't see the celebration, uh, let him do the tech celebration, but it was lit when he hit that third one, ran down the court and then, um, okay. I wish JT was here. Cause I want to talk about my new favorite player, Gary Payton, the second who we did talk about, I think on last week's podcast, but I've gained uh, all new respect for him. He Why? ran what'd out. You and- what'd you love about him? I just. I was the one. Life. I was the one in episode one who was saying, or episode two was saying, how good he was, and you guys kind of just dismiss me. Well, I, I, if I did, I don't remember, but if I did, I'm sorry. I just thought he was incredibly cool. Firstly, he stayed at the end and signed everything. Um, he was just signing like crazy. Um, but he during the game, he just he sits in the um, tunnel riding a bike. I don't even think he's watching the game just riding a bike and then they're like we need to stop and they yell out to him they're like like gary and then he comes sprinting over rips off his gear goes out locks someone down and then subs out and just goes back to the bike and i just loved that man and but then when when steph hit that third three he ran back and and he ran out from his kind of like bike corner and did tried to do the jump up and body hit thing and steph just knocked him to the ground and um and then didn't even care if he was okay. Just went off like banging his chest. Yeah, you got it. You can't Jr. you can't stop his, your celebration um to go check if your ground. teammates okay. Um, yeah, you, it was a good observation that Steph is jacked now as well because yeah, I noticed that as well just on the footage. He's jacked. 
completely stupid advanced analytics style question here, but um, mm-hmm. are NBA track pants that the bench wears, are they still snap pants? Like, do they still have like the baubles and the snaps? You know how they mm-hmm. used to be like really clangy and like the snaps would be quite heavy and, you know, you'd really notice them as they ripped off. Mm-hmm. I, I, what are they made of now? What, are they use different technology now or they got better snaps? I, I think they're still snaps, but I'd say the technology probably has advanced. Plastic, um, maybe, because they were metal lighter. back in my day, and the metal really was a satisfying kind of click. But after a couple mm. of wears, the um, the paint would wear off the metal snaps, and it'd be quite unesthetically uh, pr- pleasing, you know. But I can't, mm. you can't buy NBA tear off pants, which is weird because I I'm often in situations just in my everyday <laughs> life where I want to rip do. the NBA, but also just rip my pants off at any moment. I walked past a guy the other day in a little kind of mall area, and he was just wearing a polo shirt that was for the NBA summer league i just thought that was interesting that he was like i'm just a fan of the just the whole summer league as a as a tournament yeah um like it didn't look like he was like an official it looked like something he'd bought um from nba.com store but um okay my last kind of oh well any other questions to do with the uh game Um, like i heard the lights and the presentation at clippers games are crazy like what's it like the fire cannons constantly going off and stuff oh well, yeah, that was just kind of at the start. It was pretty cool, but then it was it, it was crazy. Like for the whole first quarter, it was so smoky. Like it was quite cool. Like it gave it like a um, a, like a Turkish basketball league vibe. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it was like I was like the the Warriors Turkey, were wearing. Bla- he pulls referencing my story that I went to a Turkish game and people were smoking inside the stadium. It was hard for me to breathe. Sorry, Paul. Oh, JT's so back. Smoky. Welcome back, JT. We're just talking about we're still talking about Clippers game, still going through the notes. You'll be happy to know. But then my last kind of observation is afterwards. Oh, so I went across the street. Wait, wait. So we're out uh, of the notes now. We've moved into observations. Oh, the notes ended. What was ago. what? What was the line to get from an observation to a note? Like what? To fi- what um, made it noteworthy? I guess. I guess it was just if I remember. I mean, like the like Sasa Pachula wearing his suit. That to me is clearly no. You'd note that down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, this I feel like this should be a note, but the vision in my mind is so um, stuck in there that I, I think I I even filmed it at the time because I was like, this is kind of cool. But um, so afterwards, I walked across the stadium, and there's on the ground there is a like a walk of fame. Right in the ground. No, First I, I don't like know. A, Outside the Staples Center, they're going to walk a fan. No, across across the street at like that LA Live area or whatever. Yeah, cool. Um, gotcha. There's a lot of shitty like, bars and stuff like that set up. There's like a Grammy one because I think maybe the Grammy museum, museum is, there. is there. I went there. It's it's worth a visit if you got if you got a some time to kill. There's some cool music memorabilia in there. Continue, Paul. But then, but then next to it is uh, the Xbox Walk of Fame outside the Microsoft theater or something. And there's lots of Xbox logos stuck and you go along and it's like Ninja. It's like the Xbox. No, it was like, the one, I only looked at three of them. There was a lot, but like the first one I saw was just the Xbox 360. And oh, the what? So the hall of, was... hall of fame of actual console editions. <laughs> yes. And oh, no, 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 no. So on the Xbox no. one, on the Xbox walk of fame, one of the walks of fame is, an Xbox. Yes. Like that's and like, you I don't go like, to the Hollywood Walk of Fame and one of the... Um, it's just stars. Is, is, ...is the concept of movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it should be. No, well, well, this is very confusing because I was like, is this the Microsoft Walk of Fame? But then, no, instead of stars, it was the Xbox logo. And so cool. I was like, is the next one just going to be the original Xbox and then the Xbox One or whatever? It was So the next one was Forza Motorsport. And then one was like some weird Halo, like Halo Combat Evolved or something. Hey, hang on. So in the Xbox universe, the a, a console, like a whole edition of the console ranks lower than one specific game. Well, it ranks on the same level, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. But also, yeah. this would be like if the Hollywood Walk of Fame just had stars for just movies that have been released. Like they just put a, a Forrest Gump star out and a wa- Walking Forrest Gump probably does have a star. Like, okay, I wouldn't be okay. surprised. But I'm saying like the Hollywood Walk of Fame works and anytime someone replicates it, it's pathetic and no more pathetic than the West Auckland oh, ex- Hall of Fame um, where they just put mayors and like former Olympic about, athletes um, from West Auckland and Henderson. What about, what's that town where like they breed the horses? Cambridge. Cambridge. They've got like a sporting one. It's all like rowers and 
and cyclists. Yeah, Cambridge yeah, is the cyclists. bleakest place. They've got too much money, and it's one of the worst places. No, it's actually lovely to visit, but um, it is. It is. There's something wrong. There's something not right about Cambridge. Eh? They're not right in the head. Hey, but, Paul. One question yes. from the game. Um, maybe maybe you didn't do this because it was an away game. But did Steph do any cool like warm up stuff? I actually, I got there. At the end of the anthem, I actually missed the warm-up. Whoa, too much time on that Xbox walk. You couldn't pull yourself away from that walk of fame. You had to see what the uh, top star was. <laughs> Just one more. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Um, no, I actually only looked at three of the Xbox because like, i I got to go back and I want to take them in kind of three at a time. Um, <laughs> but no, but the cool thing I saw at the end was after the Xbox thing, I actually walked across the street and was going back to my car when... I saw a big crowd gathered at where they drive out and I was like, I'll stand here for um, a few minutes. And sure enough, instantly the, one of the warriors buses left and everyone was, it was tinted windows, but you could kind of see, make out the silhouettes of players. And as it was pulling out in drove in a sports car, a Laker player. And I was like, I wonder who it is. Look at the number plate, Mr. Bays. Kent Bazemore driving in to get no ready for the No way is his number plate Mr. Bays. That's so I'm, grim. I've got it on camera, so I'm pretty sure that's what it said, but I could check the footage. I'm very but excited then, um, to see that. What? But then there was this lady there in like Lakers gear with pom-poms cheering for the Lakers. Like This was hours before their game, like three and a half hours maybe, and she knew all their cars. So I think she does it every day. Like She goes yeah. there. And she was like, this is, I say, I think this is Anthony Davis. We saw him pull up in a Maybach. Can I say blessed are those slightly mentally ill people who are always there at the entrance of um, big sporting events who can tell you stuff like that? Because you're like, what's going on? And then they'll be they'll love telling you, like, this is where the players drive in and out. And you're like, oh, whose car is that? And they're like, that's Ken Bazemar, Mr. Bays. Like, I love those people so much. I think five years' time, Paul could be that guy for the Xbox Wall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I throw out a crazy just to move on? If that's Paul, that's all your game observations yeah, done that's and it, notes. That's You've it. done all the observations, notes. Any, um, any like, uh, just like, um, rum- ruminations? Any musings? Yeah, musings? ruminations, musings. Um, nah, I, I don't. He, think so. Here's one from me. So. John Wall is getting paid forty-one point two five million US dollars to not play for the Rockets. That is so crazy to me. And I, I apparently wants to play now, but but is, how does aging work? Like, can you just sit out your thirty-one season and then save up that juice in your knees for thirty-two? Like, what is? Why is does is he trying to save his career stats? Like, that's no, he wants to, he, million he, he, he wants to play. To play. He wants yeah. to play. He didn't. He didn't previously. Like, he hasn't up until oh. he just recently the story sure? changed that he wants to play. Yeah. No, I oh. thought he'd always wanted to play. No, just yeah, okay. This is the timeline. The season started. I guess he was injured or something like that. And then he's been sitting out the whole season and people go, where's John Wall? Why aren't they forcing him to play like they forced Anthony Davis to play for the Pelicans? And the... the I can, I can tell you why, though. The, the answer was because he didn't want to play, but then just recently the story's come out that he is keen to play now, so he is going to start playing, I think. I thought it was... I, I think it's more of a, like, actually, John Wall doesn't make us that much better. And it's a, it's a face-saving exercise. So at the start, they said he was injured, but he might have been slightly injured, but really they were just trying to shop him. And they don't mm. want to have the public blow up of benching him. Yeah, okay. Okay. That feels like the, you yeah. gotta remember the Rockets do want to lose games. So having John Wall come out there and chuck up some shots for fifteen minutes. But, but, but lose, games, lose games, but also get the um green and what's and who's the other guy? Jeez. Um, this is great for me. Young talent some minutes. Kevin Porter, yeah. Kevin Porter and Green minutes. The other story that just blow, blew my mind this week is um, the other Porter Jr., is Kevin Porter Jr.'s brother, uh, Michael Porter Jr. He, uh, that's a great joke that will never not be funny to anyone, but it'll, never, it'll be, not be funny to us, but it will not be funny to anyone else. Um, uh, he signed a big contract extension or big money deal, um, offers rookie deal a year early in the offseason and instantly came back terrible and now is very injured and it's back-related. And uh, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, he'd earned that contract with his play up till then. The Nuggets got a steal. The Nuggets front office has done everything right. They've done a superb job. But like, how heartbreaking is that for um, Nuggets fans who are already destroyed by the Murray injury now have this huge asset, this huge part of their payroll um, with the injury that people always expected him to get 
Um, it's, I feel sad for the Nuggets because th- this is one of the years where you go, this is one of their windows with the MVP and Jokic, you know? Hmm. It's po- yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's 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 strange, isn't it? All, all I think is, is is that Porter Junior's back brace is that a widely available product? Yeah, Otto Porter Junior. Yeah, Otto Porter Junior. The third brother, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The third brother should send it over. Because um, are there any Porters in the NBA that aren't juniors? Porter. It's a great question. It's a great question. So. Bobby um, Porter's doesn't count. JT, we've got to get through um, some of the things that you wanted to talk about. Um, uh, yeah, I just wanted to do a, gen- a general check-in on our the teams we've been talking about. I think the worries we've spoken about, they're really good. And But I also wanted to do a quick check-in with a couple of our favourite um, from the bubonic category to just check where we're at on them. And first, I'd like to start with the Chicago Bulls, who, in my view, looked amazing until someone ran a zone against them. <laughs> <laughs> now realize that they don't have anyone that can shoot and don't look so good. I'm glad. I'm glad that they're slowing down a bit. I think we all agree, though, that because their defense is so good, they're going to be feisty and competitive all year. Um, Still lovable. I find lovable. I find the obsession with Alex Caruso and the amount of coverage he gets, it's something I've become more and more of the NBA where all the players, do I say this every week, but 95% Great of the players black. Yeah, we just always just talk about the white guys and they get so much attention from the white fan base. And I find, don't get me wrong, I love Caruso. Find a level player. You're not a white supremacist if you love him, but I do find it weird how much we do gravitate towards these white players. And I don't care that much about Alex Crusoe. I don't want to hear about every time he, he scores 20 points and gets three steals, you know? I'll tell you who does, is a lot better than I remembered. Uh, I saw two Bulls games last week. Zach Levine, I actually, I'm going to give it up to him. I think he is actually a superstar. I thought he was like a cheap, you know, like asterisk superstar, but I like him. Takes a lot of big shots. He's a talent. He's a he's a he's a talent. He's a bit weak on the defensive end. The question is, do you want him as your like franchise player? Because they're kind of they've kind of built around him, and I know they've got other good players as well. But like, yeah, I shout to the Bulls for completely. No one was picking them at the start of the season. Everyone's like, what have they done? So shout to them for completely subverting expectations so far, though. Yeah. Have have, have either of you guys seen King Richard yet? Nah. What's that? Any good? It's, it's the, the Serena um, Williams and Venus Williams film. Yeah. Uh, I I actually quite enjoyed it. but um, It's the story of their dad, say, who was the crazy tennis coach who kind of yeah. you know, helped launch them. I was just going to say, um, the dad gave me, like, just got me thinking about LeVar Wars or, but um, just similar kind of. Do you guys like, think if you had kids, you would try and force them into becoming a superstar by training them at a young age, like Beyonce's dad or Michael Jackson's uh, dad? I'd I'd be pretty confident they weren't going to make it just based on the genetics I'm bringing to the table. Like, I'd probably just more like, hey, just avoid head injuries. Probably is your best bet. <laughs> <laughs> but JT, why have you have you got a lot of head injuries? What's going on with you? Uh, if, yeah, no, I just mean specifically. If that's the one bit of advice I'd give to myself. Like sports, oh, yeah. the trade off, the trade off of sports to head injuries in retrospect probably not worth it, considering well, my ceiling. Yeah. No, I'm saying, look, I never discuss medical history on a public forum. That's that. <laughs> that is one rule I live by. But all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, if it came to like superstar talent, right? Even if my kid showed a little bit of um, talent at a young age, I'd be like, look, just cards on the table, genetically speaking, that it, you're not going to make it. So your best asset, just protect the old noggin. I'd bet and quit all sports and maybe where he'd get a school. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but JT, if you could take like you, the thing you think you could have been best at, guitar or comedy or whatever it is, you could train your kid from a young age okay. to singing. But, right, but easy. The bit, thing that I'm best at is like, I've said to this to you before, just generic office, like corporate work. I'm just like I'm, inc- I'm yeah I'm incredible at every type of like task you do in the office. I'm not saying that I'm gonna I'm like I'm not I'm not like the best performer in any company, but in terms of like I'm like, would be top two percent of PowerPoint, top two percent of like, like Excel, like every core task, emailing I'm the man. I am in so good. I can <laughs> okay. like run a me- I okay. can like run a meeting. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Office work. Okay, I'm gonna pull back the wizard's curtain here for a second. Um, JT was supposed to host this on the Zencaster, which is like a podcast version of Zoom, and he couldn't manage to register for a Zencaster account to host the Zencaster. Uh, sorry, I've got to go now. I've got a second. <laughs> Hang on a second. Perfect timing as I start putting his feet to the coals. Paul, yes. do you think you would train your kid 
obsessively mm. to try and excel at something. Yeah, yeah. Um, not not crazy amounts, but I think I'll definitely. Um, if I do have a kid, I'll definitely probably try force them into stuff that I think is worthwhile. Big yeah, time. okay, but what if they have no like that? That goes wrong ninety percent of the time. Like so many dads mm. in New Zealand force their kids nah. into rugby, and they have no aptitude for it. No, I, I definitely wouldn't go rugby. Like JT, any anything with a potential head head injury, I'm out. So what? But you but, force um, your kid into basketball or or music or something? Yeah, probably. I think if a bunch of things, and then we'll we'll see where what they're drawn to. Here's my but, question. Um, hopefully, it's think, tennis. Do you think these famous people? Yeah. Well, tennis is the worst one because it's the least likely one you would succeed at. Like, think of all the amazing New Zealand table te- te- uh, tennis players. Like, even just growing up in New Zealand, like the number of guys in Nelson who are just so good at. But like, even it, even if you're the best player in New Zealand, you're you're not known at all. You're number one thousand in the world. You know, like it's like such a hard sport. Tennis and golf is so hard to excel at, right? But um, uh, do you think people like Novak Djokovic and Beyonce and Michael Jackson are they happy? You know, like their their parents' crazy plan works, but what for, to what avail? Like, what's the what's the benefit there? Yeah, I think I think they're happy. Uh, it, it depends. Like, did I Michael think, Jackson um, seem happy at times? Do you think Beyonce like loves her life, or do you think she lives like a? I reckon it's a pretty messed up way to live your no, life. I think you Beyonce know? loves her life. You reckon? Um, I, I don't think so. I think I think it's pretty weird. I, I could be wrong. I, I I don't want to say she's unhappy, but I'm like it's a pretty weird existence. I would don't get me wrong. I'd trade places with Beyonce, but that's because you're it, it's relative. You've got to remember Beyonce has been on this trajectory since she was 15. You know, she blew up when she was probably how old? She was probably 17 when Destiny's Child blew up. You know, like she's never experienced normal monotony, so she doesn't. She's got no nothing to compare it to. You know, her expectations are so high already that do you think she gets utility out of like you know being famous and being rich and being successful you know being an icon yeah i mean how we should get her on the next year yeah we'll ask Um, beyonce if anyone knows beyonce's email um let us know all right Mm. um uh, jt's disappearing again i can go off the notes that jt put in the doc one of the things he wrote is um uh the Bron drama. I don't think What's it's really worth drama? talking about unless he's got some great. And he's um, or the um, Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart. Um, LeBron doing like Isaiah. a frustration foul, cheap shot into the face of Isaiah Stewart, and then Isaiah Stewart kind of like comedically like charging around the court trying to fight LeBron mm. James. It was pretty. It was pretty good value, I thought. Yes, Isaiah Stewart is on my fantasy teams. And so I, I got an, an, quite annoyed that he, he missed time due to suspension. I mean, he had to miss time. Um, JT, JT, any hot Isaiah Stewart takes? Uh, too much. First two, so first breakaway was cool. Second time he like broke away from the pack, cool. <laughs> then was like too much, you're a psycho. <laughs> you went no, too no, far. no, I reckon you can't say that until, have you ever been punched in the face? Oh, like I would say, I've been punched in the face probably a hundred times. You two combined. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You said you, you said this is the sentence wait. you said. I've been punched in the face a hundred times. You two combined. What are you saying? Yeah, I reckon so, your combined right, total of punches let's combine, received. Let's combine our total and then times it by a hundred. Okay, mine's so, zero. Yeah, mine is also zero. Oh damn! You guys so got me because zero, zero times a hundred is zero. <laughs> yeah. JT, how many um, times have you been punched in the face? Oh, yeah, more than zero. Let's just put it that way. This is what this is why he was so concerned about his kids getting <laughs> head knocks because <laughs> every day. JT, like, you know, my... I'm, I'm so interested. I, I feel like I've lived a sheltered life that I've never experienced a punch in the face because you see it in movies so often. You're like, how much does it hurt? How how often do you get concussed? JT, there's a wide there's a wide range a of outcomes. <laughs> Can you just tell a story of one of the times you've been punched in the face? No, look, I won't. I'm not going to discuss any. I won't discuss medical issues or or punch related <laughs> issues. But all I'll just say is this: it, you, if you're a professional, right? So I think in sports, in the NBA especially, no one ever is ever going to fight, right? So you just got to do the dance, fine to get angry, do the dance a little bit, do the hold me back thing. But I think Stewart's cost himself 
hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars. If you're like that out of control, we at the point that you're running back, like from the uh, tunnel to like have another go at getting the changing rooms. That's like you're. That's not you're not in control of your emotions at that stage. Yeah, yeah. No, he's definitely. But I mean, he's he's also. You remember this is a 21 year old kid who spent all his time. I think we edited out the first podcast. My my first take about like basketball players being like emo, like intellectually challenged based on their unusual upbringing of just always playing basketball. Have, have you have you read the um, Alan Iverson unauthorized biography about the guy that just went through all the court transcripts? Um, yeah, I think I have. Is it called? Um, I can't remember the name of it. Is it? Yeah. I can't remember either. But it's really good, and he's not trying to like slam AI at all. It's just like basically from court transcripts and on the some on the record stuff. But basically, his thesis, which I think is really interesting, is it's not so much intellectually stumped, but emotionally. So a lot of um, so someone like Alan Iverson had just like a horrific upbringing, like terrible, like. Yeah. At like war zone type stuff. And then overnight, once he joined like a equivalent of an AAU team, went to the point where no one ever said no to him ever. So yeah. there's like no of that natural emotional development that you get. And one of the stories in that book they tell is that he can't remember who it was, but some other NBA player joined Philly and he was in the car park once and he was like, Oh man, it's my dream to he so saw Iverson pull up and he's like said to him, Oh, it's my dream to own a phantom or whatever some like expensive car right and ai just threw the keys to him and was like you can have it and and this guy's like what and he's like yeah you can have it yeah so he went to drive off and the car's empty and so for years like thought it was some joke that alan armson wasn't giving him a car it was empty and like years later asked him and ai was like no i was just i you know like i don't really I, i had no concept of what that car was worth had no concept of petrol because he'd never filled his own car he owned like eight cars, had never been to a petrol station. Wow. Someone else just did it for him. So so, so on that on that line, just to t- tie back, because I wanted your opinion on this, um, based on the fact they were child stars who and whose parents trained them from a young age, do you think Michael Jackson was happy during his life? <laughs> JT, just answer the question. We don't have time to laugh for laughter, all right? Michael Jackson... Uh, no one thinks Michael Jackson was happy, right? Okay, He's like a I, monstrous I just, person. I was okay. Next up, do you think Beyonce is happy? Yeah, I reckon Beyonce is real happy. I don't think she was happy during that whole cheating saga, but then she was like, "Fuck it, I'll just put this on an album and be even like cooler than I was before," which is near impossible. Do you think Madonna is happy? Yeah, Madonna's happy. Beyonce's happy. Jay Z's happy. Kanye and Rihanna happy. The whole Kardashians, I don't think, have like that emotion range they're just like consume or produce like nfts or whatever like that's all they do <laughs> do you think no the Kardashians do so much and i won't hear that and i say um kim kardashian killed it on saturday night live i genuinely enjoyed her her opening monologue like her delivery wasn't amazing the jokes were great obviously they're written for her but like kim kardashian i have mad i saw her. i, I saw 30 seconds of her doing oj jokes and it was more painful than the stabbing i'd imagine nah, nah, no it was not and no, that's how you do an OJ Simpson joke. No, it's not. And that is that is. And, and by the way, it wasn't the stabbing of OJ. OJ stabbed people. He didn't do the stabbing. Oh, uh, yeah, true. Uh, and that was the similar to the joke that she made, which again was like a very rough joke when you consider like someone was murdered. Maybe I've become soft these days. Um, other yeah. quick, we're, we're running out of time for the podcast. I've got. Can I? I've little. got a quick question. One. We can. We can. Um. We can pause my um, really much much anticipated segment, the cultural crossover. Um, but I would like to ask one question on the uh, topic of both punching and um, unhappy people. How so? Mike Tyson is fifty five now. I don't know if you've seen any clips of him recently, but he looks still like he could really kill you with one punch. He could. How old would? Mike Tyson have to be before you'd agree to go like three rounds of full like boxing with him, <laughs> but no money. Yeah, I, uh, I'm thinking like eighty, eighty, like eighty five probably before I'd feel comfortable. Yeah, the first number that came to my mind was ninety. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's good. I'm really bad at guessing ages. Like I couldn't tell you what a eighty five year old even looks like. I would say, I would say, I, I, do I age at the same rate as him? Uh. Let's say yes, yeah. So he's like twenty. He's like fifty-five. Well, I would say, well, in that case, you want to make sure that you're not too old either. I would say <laughs> I'd get into the room with him when he's when he's seventy, and I am. What's funny about that? I'm just 
thinking, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be 60 See, fighting a 90 year old Mike Tyson. Like, I want to have a little so, bit of youth as well. So I want to be 40. So, yeah, but you're not 20 now. Yeah, I'm, I'm 34 <laughs> now. So in six years' time, he's 57. <laughs> okay, still not good. Um, I'll yes, say I'll in, be, I'll you're be in trouble. You're in big trouble. <laughs> Do you, yeah, but you could, but, but guy, think about it. You could be the next buddy, Logan Paul. This could be you up there, Matt. You could be no fighting Mike Tyson. No, you way. could be one of the. You could you could join the impulsive. You could um, drop us for the impulsive podcast. Imagine hanging out with the Paul brothers all day. It's time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. Be on the ball. Sit down. Be on the ball. I used to be jealous of Mario Fallo. We're taking every game personal. Sit down. Wow. This is Chumo Kiki, and you're listening to Magic Mayhem with Paul Williams. I got nothing. One thing I would like to say is a hearty congratulations to Paul. Um, and our, we had a fantasy matchup this week, Paul, top of the table, and I believe you won 5 4. Wow. Huge. I didn't make a single transaction out of respect for you. Huge. And I, I also noticed. The first day, I think we both left players on the bench by mistake. Yeah, I have not been paying a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll see you in the final. I'll see you in the like regular season. I'm a firm believer in fantasy that regular season doesn't matter. It's just about trying to like find slowly, the right combos. slowly find the right combos. So I, I take nothing from that, but I'll see you in the playoffs where it actually matters. Tense, exciting, and what I apologize think? for talking so much this episode. I, no, it was I good. Really, it was no, it was no, good. It was good you're, content. In, you're in LA. I was, I was enjoying. Um, I feel like I was over there myself, living vicariously for you through. JT, what's your um, what's your fantasy team called again? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember what my team and I'm in two leagues this year. But the um, peanut butter's bad jelly is my shout out yeah, to peanut butter's the, bad jelly. Well, you, have you forgotten the name of your other team, Paul? What's your team called? I'm in three leagues, and it's called the Nelson Sons, and all of them. I've got a, I've got a great name, but I just can't remember. Can you remember what my team's called? Yours is called Air Dad MVP. Oh yeah, Air Dad MVP. Um, do you guys ever think, Paul? Can I say um, Nelson Sons was my name, and when I retired from yes. fantasy, you stole my team's name? Well, but it was well, also the name. It was yeah, the name of a established proper... name. No, but I I invented using that. It's like if it's like if a musician uses a clear as a sample or something. You can't use my sample. Um, does anyone else have that though, where you constantly think you've made up stuff? Or no, I have. But I genuinely have to started multiple trends. Okay, <laughs> I, agree. I, I genuinely, I, I believe that as well myself, and I'm about to start more. So, I, so, so I, I'm glad this because I thought I was insane. So I'm glad. Nah. Um, I'm glad we can all say one trend we think we've started. JT, you go first. Okay. I don't think I know. I'm the first. You know the concept of like a party shirt. It's like what douche, like a little bit douchey now. I, I was doing that in like 2006, famous for it. Like my iconic look at parties, and people would be like, "What party shirt is he going to wear this time?" I started that, and they would use that word. What sort of party shirts were you wearing? Uh, I just had like the most sensational um, catalog of Helen Stein's uh, like satin silk numbers. <laughs> Um, I, I inherited from my from my dad, and I think if you'll f- find if you I can f- easily find one from Google, some of my Survivor promo shirts actually Amazing. featured. Yeah. Um, can I say this because I I've thought I've made up things before, but really all I've done, and this is really what I've done, is just found something in America before the rest of New Zealand and bought it to. But like, that seems like saying that originated in America that you've bought to New Zealand, maybe. No, Pagani was Pagani was the brand of Helen Stein shirt, which has come to me. Shouts Pagani. Italian crafted satin silk. Part of me thinks like with these things is like you kind of like see it somewhere. Yeah. And subconsciously like totally, get, totally. get it from there. No. No. Someone's got to have started it. No, JT, I, I there's pulled, no way no, you made up party shirts. I did, and I, I did, and I actually can prove another one because I've got I can prove this one. I started the international trend of um loo shots, taking photos of toilets. I'm the first person on the hashtag on Instagram. I like dominated like nine has- of the first ten loo shots. So what is I, I, loo shots. That's not photos of cool toilets around the world. <laughs> so what you, just, you go into a dunny and take a photo of the dunny? Cool toilets, yeah, loo shots. Hashtag loo shots. Jesus Christ, Paul, first what, person in the world. Just quickly, Paul, what, I, what are your I really don't want. To, I don't want to say because 
I've seen how you've reacted to JT's trends, <laughs> and I and mine is going to be more mainstream than that. But um, I'd rather I'm not going to say it's like think- I'm, this is like my JT with medical stuff. I don't talk about trends I've started. Trends you invented. Maybe you can tell us off here or something like that. I reckon I invite inve- invented. Um, I saw someone today tweeting a New Zealand phrase. I didn't invent this phrase, but like you know how like online you you celebrate your accomplishments. Sometimes some people do it too much. Not saying, just just saying some people do. When you celebrate an accomplishment, you'll you do a tweet or an Instagram post to tell people about it because you need to advertise. Otherwise, no one will know. And um, I have for a long time used the word bloody, which is quite rare to do, to celebrate a big lot, to word, use bloody in there. So I think I pioneered um, tweeting out, I'm bloody stoked that this thing has happened. I'm bloody stoked that I've got a new season of my TV show or something like that. Or I also use the um, different version, bloody chuffed. And I've noticed more people doing bloody stoked and bloody chuffed. And I think I invented that on New Zealand Twitter. And I think people have appropriated it from me. Any, any any arguments? It's quite. A, I've it's, never seen anyone else do it except you. It happened today. Oh, there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not arguing with that one, but I don't think it's a cool trend. So I think <laughs> I think it's not a trend unless a second person does it. It yeah. was done by a political correspondent in New Zealand today, and it got thousands of likes. Wow. And okay. I and I'm proud to. I she can have it. Tell you what, but they didn't. But they didn't get the likes. Have, they didn't get the likes got, because they. Oh, sorry, Paul. You no, you go. You they go. didn't get the likes because they said bloody. I'm not. But I'm that not, wasn't what got the likes. I'm no, not, so I'll I'm say the, cool, the down to earth Kiwi working class phrasing comes from me. Is what I'm saying. It, it won't get a like from me because it has a swear word in it. But, Politics. Um, <laughs> um, that's all from the podcast today. Um, uh, thank you so much for listening. I've been Guy Williams. Happy Hanukkah. I don't do that, but I've been Happy Hanukkah. I've been Hollywood, Hollywood JT. JT, do you have any like your party? Sh- like we, I mean, I mean, it's, I don't want to give you homework or anything, but I was like, it'd be cool if you could bring a friend on next week who could. Um... Yeah, I, I do. I've got one friend who always backs me up, and because well, I went to see him in Amsterdam, Amsterdam, and um, this is a true story. That I, um, so I uh, went to Amsterdam, and I, I've not always been the most or like um, you know, like a pretty straight-laced organized guy but anyway it wasn't always the the way so i went to amsterdam didn't think about like the fact i wouldn't have a working cell phone no way of contacting anyone and i arrived at this like central got to the central station in amsterdam and it was like fuck i i don't know how to contact it. my friends here i've got no way of contacting them so I, was like, oh, I guess i can try and find an internet cafe and send a message or i can just like walk around and see if i can fi- find the sort of places that they'd go to and I so I just walked around Amsterdam. Amsterdam's a massive place. Yeah. And I just like w- walked down. I was like, and I stopped someone. I was like, hey, where do like people sort of like our age hang out? And the guy's like pointed down this way. So I like walked a few blocks back and then heard this like, there was a, a real shitty looking apartment block. I probably would have walk, walked like 25 minutes from the center. And I heard this like doff doff in there. I was like, oh man, what's this? And this guy, this Dutch guy's like, oh, it's a party, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go in there. And I walked in just with my like backpack on and I was like, Oh, I'll grab a drink. This looks pretty cool. Grab a drink, look across the bar. It's like my best mate that I was going to see there at some sort of like art house um, thing. So anyway, I went to his house. All I had was this backpack. Then we went to this party afterwards because my friend was on the voice of Holland at the time, another friend competing. And he, and so they were doing a watch party and then everyone was going to join after the watch party at this house. So we got there and then, I didn't know anyone, just one guy, and it came up. The trends thing came up, and I was like, yeah, I started party shirts. And they were like, no, you, you didn't start it. It's been like in Topshop for years. And I was like, no, I was doing it for before that. And the guy's like, you've got no way of proving it. And I was like, I bet you I do. And I opened my backpack, and I had nothing in there, one pair of undies and like nine different party shirts, and I just like started throwing them out. <laughs> That doesn't prove you started party shit. It does. That you wouldn't prove you got too into that shit trend. No, nah, it proves that. <laughs> Paul, no, Jimmy, it's good to hang out, guys, because it's quite weird being in Nelson. Like, I don't really have any like many mates here, so it's quite nice to um, catch up with you guys once in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> really, it got really bleak at the end. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but no, that, no, no, put that in there. 
Put that in yeah, the final. It is, it's still recording for some reason. Oh, because I yeah, have something because it's all good. Let's put this in there. No, well, no, I've got, no, I've got mates here, but they just don't. Uh, they don't. But no, just like no mates you like to talk to. <laughs> they just don't get me like you do. I uh, love you guys. Yeah, okay. uh, catch you yeah, later. Bye. Say bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you.